Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get Them Onside, the round 16 edition of the National Rugby League. Get Them Onside. I want to rename it. Get Them in Studio. How's that sound? Or maybe even just Get Them in Bloody Australia. Uh, Shawnee's gallivanting over there in Europe in the south of France. And our man, Dan, in the middle of a big, big season, in the middle of Origin period, has skipped away. He's darted away to Las Vegas of all places. But he's standing by. To his credit, he's stumping up. Play up, stand up. And that's exactly what he's doing. Dan Ganane, good afternoon to you. Working. It's a working holiday job. This is a holiday. And I have graciously, graciously given up my time, given up precious gambling time, precious pool time to be here with you. It is Wednesday. No, it's not. It's Tuesday, just after 7 o'clock here in Las Vegas. It's about 33 degrees. Uh, good time you joined, actually, because... It felt like New Year's Eve about an hour ago because the Vegas Knights, the hockey team, are in the Stanley Cup finals and kept hearing loud cheers. Um, that's because the T-Mobile arena is just uh, just back into my uh, over my right shoulder and there was a viewing party outside. They just won the Stanley Cup. So Vegas, which is normally pumping at the, at the worst of times, is going to be uh, on steroids tonight. But Joel... I've picked the right week to have a week off. I deliberately picked one of these split round weeks. This is a disgusting week of matches. This, this, <laughs> these are some shocking games. I see one game here that is of any interest to me, and that is the last game, Cronulla Canterbury, because there's only one Origin player missing. The rest, I know we're a gambling podcast, Joel. We're supposed to encourage people to have a little flutter. Save your money. Save it for Origin. Don't. Just you're playing bingo. If you're betting on North Queensland versus Penrith with all the Origin players out, you're playing bingo. That's my message. Gamble responsibly. Hey, Dan, what about the pulling power that you have over there? Obviously, the Stanley Cup's happened. And by the way, if you ever go to Vegas and the hockey's on, that is one of the best sporting events you'll ever get to, the Golden Knights. But you wouldn't have even seen this, Dan. Just as you come on... The glorious fountain of the Bellagio behind you has just started. The lights have come up. Now, that's the fountain you see in Friends. It's literally just happened as you've come to air. But you've been to the baseball now. I've been keeping an eye on what you've been up to. Here's you at the baseball. Um, who was playing there? What was that game? Oh, now, this was the Angels of Anaheim against uh, the Seattle Mariners. Now, why I took that particular picture, have a look at those seats, right? How much do you reckon they cost? Oh, no idea. Yeah, that, you know, because the Angels are a popular team, but they're not they're not the Yankees, they're not the Dodgers, they're not the Boston Red Sox, they're not the Chicago Cubs. I sat just in front of those people at tables and chairs for about 150 bucks. Um, <sighs> mate, it's unbelievable. And this is the trick for all uh, Australians going overseas. This has always worked for me um, in the States. It helps if you're on your pad or you're only with one person, right? This is where it really helps. You go on StubHub or SeatGeek, and the closer you are to tip off or first pitch, the more the price comes down because they generally tend to be season ticket holders that, for whatever reason, are not going to that particular game. Those seats aren't getting used, so they just want to sell them at any price. So the closer it gets to the start of the contest, um, you get a bargain. I mean, that, that seat would probably go for 500 bucks, I reckon, normally. But because I jumped on it, it was a Sunday afternoon game. It was a beautiful lava. Uh, I got to see Shohei Otani, who's he's, he's, he's got X Factor. Joel doesn't. You could you could have walked into you could have walked into the stadium, 
and looked at him and gone, that guy's the star. Yeah. You know, just he's got that he's got that veneer about him. Um, and it was on my way to Vegas. I love driving from LA to Vegas, so I figured, oh well, I might as well stop at the baseballs, like forty minutes down the road, and wasn't too far out of the way. And I did I did something though as I get older, and I should have sent the photo of the parking lot. Uh, I just cannot bear traffic. This is a good game. I left in the sixth inning. I left in the sixth inning. I just said I cannot. The idea of of being stuck in these in this car park, it's like the itchy and scratchy lot at um, itchy and scratchy world, <laughs> for those who understand the Simpsons. And I actually forgot where I parked. Oh no! And and I knew I was in trouble until I remembered the iPhone sometimes logs where you park the car. I was at the point where I thought the car was the place on the map, 300 metres away. That's oh, how far yes. off I was. So thank God for the uh, Apple iMap. Um, and, and there we go. Now, now we're here. I've got t- – what about this? I've flummed tickets for the US Open Golf, oh. um, which is at LA Country Club. This is a total fluke. So I was telling some of the Fox boys uh, a few weeks ago about the strip. They said, oh, when is it? And I said, oh, it's 11th of July to the 18th. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to Vegas. And they said, uh, oh, so you're going to the golf. What golf? US Open. I'd forgotten that it was at LA, and I'd forgotten it was on that week. Anyway, someone there, champion like there, organised it for me. So um, it's going to defray some of the losses we've incurred at poker, uh, some of the little <laughs> victories some of the little victories we've had. Uh, well, Dan, you better give us a tip on the US Open a little bit later on as well. But the 150 bucks you paid for the baseball, as you said, saved you some pennies, which you needed, because this is when things were looking a little bit more ambitious, a little bit more positive as you walked into the tables. Dan, here's some video. Can you set the scene here? So this is the Paris Hotel where the World Series of Poker is now being held. Have a look here, just the this, this space of this. Look how big this hall is. So this is an the eye can't see beyond uh, the, the horizon is it's just filled with, with with tables. It can fit, I guess, about five or six thousand players. Didn't need that many yesterday. Um, good thing I took the video then because I lasted a very short time in a tournament. Uh, I'm blaming jet lag. I'm blaming jet lag, but. Um, I should have just turned up, long fifteen hundred bucks, and walked out and saved myself a few hours. <laughs> because I knew I'd already known. I thought, geez, I'm not feeling it today. I don't think I've got it. And anyway, still, still fun to play at the World Series of Poker and um, uh, one more tournament on Thursday. So uh, hopefully, my concentration's with me. Um, otherwise, I'm going to have another couple of days up my sleeve to try and fill the time with. How are you, by the way? Can I say this, by the way? Can I say this? And we're not, this is not the sort of podcast we are. Uh, I was devastated that stuff in the Hunters. The only story I'm aware of out of Australia, I could not believe some of the stuff I was reading. So uh, that that was an absolute, it's made news over here too. Um, Absolutely awful. And maybe I've got forgiveness in my heart, Joel, but I actually feel a modicum of sympathy for the driver. But anyway, that's this is not this type of podcast. Um, but my God, that, that, that's, you can't imagine. You, you no. don't imagine something like that happening. So anyway, I just I, it's on my mind. And I, I might be on the other side of the world, but that 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 is just one of the worst stories I've ever heard. 
No, well, well said, Dan. And most of us have been in that scenario, haven't we, after a wedding where we're being relayed through a bus, uh, you know, on the back of the wedding to wherever we're going. So uh, thoughts and prayers, of course. And I'm glad you brought that up too, Dan. The coal miner, he's still over there in Europe, uh, sunning and swanning himself around. Here he is with the, the beautiful Vanessa. He's a new wife or, or you know, newish, I suppose, uh, living the dream. There's been that many photos. I'm very jealous of the pair of you boys. Now, in your absence, the teams have been named. For have you not got, Joel, sorry to interrupt, and we've got some delays here because of the difference, uh, distance. Did you not, are you not going to post a picture of him looking like an absolute wanker, <laughs> lounging, or in fact, in fact, leaning up, leaning up on the pool edge, sipping a um, Aperol spritz or whatever it is? I mean, just taking his level of douchery to even higher levels, levels I didn't think he was capable of. <laughs> yeah, but well, uh, can we have that photo next week, please? Yeah, we will. So we'll just soften him in, and uh, he sent that photo through. So that's the photo he wanted. Let me tell you this, Shawnee boy, and I know you'll be listening. That won't be the photo next week. That'll be on our terms next week. We've been pitching a few things from social media, watching both you and Vanessa's accounts. But the teams are up, Dan. It's been just big, big news, particularly in Sydney. So Freddie needs to win this game. And I'm number one Freddie supporter, but they've come for him. Nico Hines has missed out. Mitchell Moses is the man that if he's going to die on the hill, he's going to die on the hill with Mitch Moses. Uh, Reese Robson, Stefano Utukamanu. Now, he's... We've got the Origin podcast as well. So for those, we'll go into more depth on Sunday. And for those listening on the podcast right now, and you're wondering why we're showing all this vision and, and whatnot, we are on KO and Fox as well. So you can check us out there. But Sunday, we'll have an audio-only edition through Spotify and your Apple podcast. They're the big changes for New South Wales. Before we get into Queensland, Moses in for uh, essentially for Cleary in the halfback position. Robson replaces the number 14, which was Nico Hines. And Stefano Utukamano, he takes over from Tavita Pangai Jr., who, Dan, he wasn't flashed Tavita on... Sunday. So if there was any doubt around whether he'd keep his spot or not, he lost it most certainly on Sunday. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, well, I didn't see the game on Sunday or on Monday, so um, I can't talk about that. I, I thought Tavita was a bit unlucky uh, because he gave you everything you expect from him. He did a stupid thing in Adelaide, but he also was pretty solid, I thought, up front. Um, look, I respect Brad Fittler for this. He's going to go out his way. If, they, if he loses, he's gone. So he's, he's decided he's might, he might as well go with his boys. Obviously, the relationship through Lebanon with Mitchell Moses, he, he's a, a Mitchell Moses believer. So, all right, that, that's who his guy is. Utoi Kamanu is a fascinating one um, because I don't think his form at the Tigers has been that good. And But he's, you know, he's, he's a Freddie guy. Freddie brought him through as an as a, as a underage player to... to go in the emerging camps and he was 19th man um, in Adelaide so I thought the team I would have picked and I dare say the New South Wales media has gone berserk uh, Hines clearly just made it impossible to pick him over the last couple of weeks Adam Reynolds I know has been a popular choice but if he's going to go out he's going to go out on his terms Freddie Absolutely, uh, absolutely. We're going to get to that in a moment too. Uh, Queensland, Origin 2. So there is no Gilbert, 
There is no Jai Arrow, and there's no Cobbo. Cobbo's out with a hip injury. Came back for the one game last week. Uh, injures that in the Knights game. So he's out, which means Xavier Coates comes back in. He's played six Origin games. Xavier Coates has been plenty of tries scored on his wing, which we can get to in the Origin podcast. You get Jeremiah Nanai, who hasn't played a lot of football. He comes back into the side. And Mo Fodawaka will debut for the Queensland side. Dan, what are your thoughts here? Um, Phil Gould's come out to think and said that he believes the Queensland side is actually stronger with these replacements. I don't think so, but you do as well. Well, Tom Gilbert's a loss. Uh, I do like Fodawaka. He's been in terrific form well in first half for Gold Coast this year, same as uh, Tino. Uh, Look, I I know you you have big question marks on Coates. I think in this environment, I think he'll be okay. Selwood is a loss, no question. Uh, But Actually, are they stronger? I don't know if they're stronger, but I'm more comfortable being on Queensland for this game than I was in Adelaide for game one. I mean, they've still got the core. They've still got Munster. They've still got Cherry Evans. They've still got Harry Grant. They've still got Ben Hunt. Uh, they've still got you know some of the veterans uh, there. So to me, it's it's almost business as usual. Yeah, you, you, you lose a couple, but you, you slot the other ones in. They'll do the job. They'll do the job. Whereas New South Wales, it's, it's chaotic. And the thing about New South Wales, Joel, that I read two training sessions. That's it. So Moses and Luai are going to have to get acquainted with each other. And also, Yo and Moses have to get acquainted with each other too. Remember, Yo was a ball player. Tedesco and Moses have to get acquainted with each other. Jeez, I tell you what, they're asking for a lot. I know Moses and Tedesco, that was a long time ago at the time, so I don't know how much stock we'll put into that. Whereas Queensland, it's just, it's just going to pick up and just – and just carry the ball forward the way the way they always do. That that's why I'm more bullish on Queensland than perhaps you are. Okay, deep dive on Sunday. So just repeating the podcast, audio only, Spotify and Apple Podcasts will have you covered there. But you do see this on social media and Twitter, a lot of Twitter tipsters out there and you never hear about the losses. It's all about the wins only. They're happy to publish those. But right here on Get Em On Side, accountability is absolutely everything, which means it's time for this. So right, so wrong, Dan. Uh, well, this was our view ahead of last round as to who would be the New South Wales halfback. So torn, Dan. I, I think, I think I would go with Nico. I think I'll just slot Hines in there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes at Origin level. I think he actually he might do well. Okay, so the mail was this, Dan, that um, it wasn't so much reactionary going into the game, and it was a major opportunity for Nico. They say that Moses at that point was just a nose in front. So, therefore, it was on him to have a blinder at Amy Park against Munster, against Harry Grant. Now, I know you didn't see the game, Dan. You've been tied up over there. But it looked to me in that first half an hour, Nico had that solely. And I know they'll come out and say, oh, no, we need to win first and foremost, club first. But it looked as though he had that number seven jumper firmly on his mind. And he was trying too hard. He was coming up with a lot of errors at the start of the game and everything fell apart for the Sharks. And with that, that was it for him. Uh, All Mitchell Moses had to do was to get through Monday unscathed and he had a blinder, which absolutely helped. But we're wrong on that, Dan. Um, Mitchie Moses gets the nod. I'll say this, and I'm happy to admit when we're wrong and we were, things do change in the week. So that was was Hines' second bad one in a row. Uh, Well, it wasn't that bad against Brisbane, but he didn't win the game and it was there to potentially be won. And clearly, he must have stunk on um, 
on Sunday. You got that one right too, Joel. I wonder if that's in you so right, so wrong, because you, you're very confident about Melbourne. I, I think we now have to declare the Sharks flat-track bullies. I think officially they are flat-track bullies. I'll probably thump Canterbury this week, flat-track bullies, but they're, 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 they're not very good at all against good teams. No, we'll get to that Canterbury game soon, and I'm not writing them off just yet, but the big caveat is... They need, they need to do a change. They need something to happen. And there was rumours floating around uh, a week or two ago around maybe a swap with them in Newcastle. There was no players mentioned, but the, I don't believe with their current squad, as they have it right now, they can do too much damage. But you only need one or two players to change things. So if they get that right, so right perhaps, well then uh, they could be in the mix. Broncos took on the Knights. Now, Knights got them at a suitable time uh, after the Broncos had had a couple of tough weeks. We were looking forward to the Ponga versus Walsh battle. Here's where we landed. Gut, gut feel Ponga makes a statement here and just they keep it close, Broncos to squeeze home. They did. That's exactly what happened. Dan, I tell you what, they almost won the Newcastle Knights. Should have. I don't know what we tipped or what we didn't tip, but uh, I can't hear the audio coming through. But uh, fabulous game. Fabulous. And what a, that, that was a true battle, wasn't it? Ponga and Walsh. Ponga did him dirty uh, with, with with that beautiful wrong footing move. But, you know, Walsh came back at the end. Um, what a pass and measure on them too. Great. Probably the match of the round. Hey, Dan, how are you seeing the football? I know you haven't saw all of it, but is it through the phone or you, can you sneak into a casino and easily see the rugby league over there? Now, now, I'm glad you brought that up. This is unprompted. So on Sunday night here, going through the channels, this is a nice hotel, and, and because it's got, it's got all the channels right, and it's got Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2. Now, I know Fox Sports here carry the NRL. They carry the AFL as well. And I thought they would run Dogs Parramatta because it was, I think, 11 p.m. here. It was a very nice time, 11 p.m. So I thought, I'm going to put this on here. And they didn't carry it. Um, you know, on Fox Sports 2 is watched by nobody. So I thought, isn't that interesting? We're trying to play a game, you know, about 200 metres that way, Allegiant Stadium. And... It just goes to show we have to get television coverage here, and this is the, this is this is my fear. This is the one thing we have not heard. Heard U two is going to play, and we're going to have you know G'day Australia week. Or, uh, we're going to have a whole assortment of things, and Russell Crowe, and maybe Hugh Jackman. It all sounds great, but if we can't get this thing on television, I said this a few weeks ago, but it just reiterates that point. We have to somehow buy airtime, whether it's Fox Sports One. Fox Sports 2 is the old soccer channel. That, that, that'd be a waste of money putting it on there. But Fox Sports 1, you might get a decent audience on a Saturday night um, when we come to Vegas. But, uh, but to answer your question, Joel, I was on the plane getting score updates of Melbourne Granola. And um, uh, that's, uh, that's about where we're at. And then I just saw a full-time score of... Uh, Parramatta and Canterbury. So so I can't give you much expertise. Not that I could give you much anyway. Uh, my battery's at 10%, by the way. So this is uh, now we're playing with fire. But um, <laughs> we'll keep going here. Right, let's get into it then. Uh, you should have seen the Ezra Man pass. Wow, that was good. And the final one, well, we were way off the mark when it came to the best bets. Give me $3 Dolphins. I'm happy to let it ride as a best bet just to bump up the price. Total match points under 42 and a half, Dan. That's lofty. 
42 and a half. I was in a restaurant. It was eight points to six at half time. I couldn't believe that that went overs. Uh, Raiders fell apart. They've got big issues when it comes to attack. But anyway, that's us keeping things accountable. And that's So Right, So Wrong for another week. Well, Dan, it's amazing when you go travelling how much you can miss, how much happens in your absence. And one of those things happens to be... Finally, the Red V, part of me. We're both Cogra boys at some point. They finally have settled on the coach. It is Shane Flanagan. And the story here, I suppose, is fascinating because obviously he played a few games back in the 80s. Then he comes back to the club. Paul McGregor makes him an assistant coach. He hasn't to this point now coached in the NRL for five years. The irony in all of this is that Anthony Griffin lets him go and then he's coming back in Anthony Griffin's seat. What do you make of this, Dan? Well, he was the last man standing. And, and what's fascinating, I'm glad for Shane because I think, look, he's done his time. Uh, you know, there was a, the, the, the lawyer who writes the same article every two years about Shane Flanagan. For whatever reason, he's got it in for Shane Flanagan. Wrote a, you know, a piece that sort of spread on. He wrote the same piece in 2021. He wrote this. He was Cronulla's lawyer during the SADA, if I remember. I think I think his organisation or the organisation him uh, uh, worked for represented Cronulla back in 2014. But anyway, th that aside, uh, what I'm fascinated by is so George Alora had a, had had an idea that they're going to go youth and and sort of give a five year deal. Now they've they've done everything opposite. It's like George Costanza opposite world. <laughs> if if everything if everything we we thought wasn't working. Let's do the exact opposite. So now they go with a retread, uh, and I think as far as retreads go, he's one of the better ones, simply because he's got a pretty uh, sustained record of success, you know, with not a rich club. So I, I think I think it will work. I think the thing about Shane Flanagan is you know what sort of style his players adhere to. It's a it's a hard nosed, defensive oriented bit nasty. Well, you know, St. George and Laura need a bit of nasty, to be honest. Uh, they need a bit of passion. I think Ryan Carr's brought a bit of passion. It's been evident that it's, it, players have been seemingly a bit more invested. So, look, is it going to work? Who knows? But I think it was the best option of what they had available. What do you reckon? I totally agree. I'll tell you what too, Dan, it's been a great week for the Flanagan boys. Shane gets the job there at the Dragons. Kyle played reserve grade on the weekend with the number nine on his back, scored four tries, absolutely destroyed Parramatta. But I really hope that they go and stay in their own directions. I just, unless your name's Cleary, surname's Cleary or Lang, where Marty Lang was just going to get the job done for Johnny Lang, I think best practice to stay away from your dad. However, which brings us to this first game, Parramatta take on the Manly side. And when you think about this, Dan, three and a half start, Parramatta are giving Manly a $1.65 favourites Combank Stadium. But when you think about this, so Brad Arthur, and obviously he's got the dad hat on as well. He's looking at Jacob, who a grand final try scorer, not getting a run, doesn't look like getting a run. The ever durable Mitch Moses in front of him. But at that point, no one's thinking about Mitchell Moses playing state of origin. They let him go to Manly and he's going to be the number seven for Manly against Parramatta, who are bereft of a halfback. Dejanazi's going to be the halfback. Ryan Madison's in the halves. I find this fascinating. And, and for me, I, I just think it's Jacob's day. Uh, how do you see this playing out? I can't believe the odds here. Uh, you've taken out 
You've got no halves of Parramatta. You've got no Brown, no Moses, who have been your engine this year. No Junior Barlow. Now, they've got Campbell Gillard back. Manly, even though they've they've also got two players, Cherry Evans and Turbo, significant players, unavailable, I just think they're better placed. I think this is... I, this is a game, Josh Schuster, I think this could be a good game. I mean, he is all or nothing. But I think this might be an all game for Schuster. I'm with you. I can't believe Manly's $2.25. But I'm not a hypocrite, Joel. Don't bet on this game. You're an idiot if you bet on this game. You're an idiot if you bet on any of these games. But if you must, if you need to, if you need to make Saturday's game a bit more interesting, uh, I like I like Manly as well. And woo! Um Tolu Cola, $3.50, anytime try score. That, that just seems bad. Particularly now he's moved to left centre. He's going to be running off the hip of Schuster. I can't believe he's $3.50. I mean, when you've got Hamale Olakawatu at shorter rods than him or uh, the same odds as him, um, I think that's crazy. Eels, by the way, have lost five of their last six without Moses. Okay, and the other thing is too, that last time they met earlier in the year, it was a wild show. Schuster, he came out of a telephone box with a Superman cape on. He was seeing it well. I, I, I'm so confident here about Manly, which we'll get to a little bit later on, but the stat, which must be boring our listeners, but it keeps winning, so we have to keep sharing it. The last 10 games Manly have played, nine times the winger, the right winger against Manly has scored at least one 14 tries. It just keeps happening. That's Sean Russell this week. Okay, we move on to the next game, which is the Sharkies taking on the Bulldogs. Um, last time out, it was round eight. Will Kennedy had an absolute day out. He had a hat-trick in the first 16 minutes. The Sharks just ran straight over the top of them. Their only change, can you believe this, Dan? According to the paper, um, he's just gone the same 17. Royce Hunt's done a Cinder's Moses, so he's out of the side. Big Tommy Hazelden comes in, but that's the only change. So either he's foxing or he's saying, righto, boys, I'm going to give you one chance to put this all back together. Shark Park, the venue, 11 and a half start. They are giving up the Sharkies. What's your read here? Uh, you say he, he's held firm. I'm not sure he's got much more there to come in, to be honest. I think it's a very good 14 or 15 uh, that they have. And then after that, I think it gets pretty thin pretty quickly, particularly with no Kate Dykes uh, out injured. Uh, I called this game. Not a particularly great game. Um, look, I do think Cronulla profit against sides like this, but their, their confidence must be so down. What's the, what's the line on this game? The line's 11 and a half. Uh, and it has been backed into $1.87. So already the mon money's come. But I will say this, Dan, is you mentioned the 17 for Cronulla. If you put it to a fan's vote, right now the sentiment, absolutely, the Cronulla Sharks fans would have Trindle at 5'8 and not Moylan right now. I could, it would be a landslide. I think you've got to – but Trindle's been great when he's been in the side. I, I, I'm surprised he hasn't pulled the trigger on that um, to this point. I'm going to go Canterbury here because Pangai Jr. will play. Cronulla's uh, fault, props. Rudolph is out. Uh, you said Hunt's out. Hamlin Uele is good when he's on the field, but he's not a big-minute player. I just think teams ha tend to run over Canterbury. I'm not sure this Cronulla side are going to run over Canterbury. And when Canterbury's in the mix, where if they break even in the forwards, that's when the likes of Burton can do some things. Give me Canterbury with the line here. 
that again, don't bet this game. Don't bet this game. <laughs> Not take a sec before you bet. Take a week, says Dan. Uh, I'm totally against you here, Dan. I, I think they click right into gear here, the Sharkies. They were embarrassed last week. You said they're flat track bullies, the Sharks. This is a track of the this absolute flat, flat, flat variety. <laughs> but time for a woo Let's get into this. And I love this bet. Absolutely love it. They are like Swiss cheese. There's so many holes through the middle of Canterbury at the moment. When they last met, we showed you the highlights in round eight. Will Kennedy scored a hat-trick. Two weeks ago, Tedesco scored two last week. Uh, the fullback Gutherson scored three. Now, why? I'll tell you why. Because all those three players are great support players. There are so many line breaks available against Canterbury. Will Kennedy's arguably one of the best support players in the comp. So I'm going him, Dan. Will Kennedy, two or more tries, $5.70. Woo! Okay, Knights wow. taking on the Roosters. This game, McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights, as Gibbo says... Hastings and Gamble are never beaten. Last year, they'd fold like a deck chair. They are never beaten. They're scrapping for everything. The line is minus four and a half. Dan, the Roosters this year, last for tries, last for line breaks. Uh, the big key one, which I think starts all of this, comfortably last for decoys. They are just not playing for each other. They are playing in a selfish manner. Gus Gould said they look slow. Um, yep. We keep waiting for the Roosters to bounce back. Gagai was awesome last week, so too Caelan Ponga. Fitzgibbon returns from that calf injury. Uh, Greg Marzu, he's out. Now, he's been playing decently this year. He missed the bus. He missed the bus. And I've told you this oh. story before where oh. Dane Nilsson almost missed the bus. Craig Bellamy said to the senior players, if he misses this bus, he's out of the club. He made the bus by a matter of seconds. And from that, played a grand final in his 11th game, played a handful of origins. So as for Greggy Marzu, he missed the bus. And the Knights and the Roosters have well and truly missed the bus so far to the start of the year of 2023. What's your read here? Uh, I don't like Newcastle as favourites. So again, my policy, don't bet. Uh, but they're 4-2 and two at home this year, and one of those losses was 16-15 against Penrith. So their home record is actually very good. Roosters 1-4 and four in their last five. Uh, I saw them uh, on Saturday night, the Roosters. They they are so far off the pace. I mean, Penrith also took it easy. Penrith could have scored 50 if they really wanted to, but they, they, they took their foot off. No Teddy, no Collins, Lodge not there. When I saw Marju was out, I thought it was a match-up. Tupo, Marju. Marju's got no leap on him. So I thought they took Marju out for those reasons, but you've explained that well. Uh, give me Newcastle, but again... and. I'm being facetious with the other games, but actually, I, I really would would not want to bet on Newcastle here as as favourites. But woo, Dom Young, uh, first try scorer, they've only been the first try scorer five times. Newcastle, he's got three of them. So even though he's at thin odds, Alex Johnston like odds, I'm taking Dom Young as first try scorer at seven bucks because it seems if they're going to get one, it's going to be him. If you want a bit of a buffer to the new markets, you go first, second or third try. And we interviewed Roger Fabri, uh, Fletch and I, during the week as to who were the fastest players in the comp. He said Saab comfortably. We said, who'd run second? Dom Young is who he said would run second. And he doesn't coach Dom Young, so he wasn't being biased there. But, uh, Dan, we love this segment, so let's do this. Yes, we're winning the war. We are winning the war. The public's had enough of the buy points, so we don't need to go there. I've got a novel idea. Here's my ideas committee for this week, Dan. How about you have an idea? Oh, okay. Right. 
be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I'm not one. Uh, we're, we're, we're a very good chance of, of having a dead origin rubber in Sydney, the worst-case scenario at ANZ or a court stadium. Here's my idea, because state governments have woken up WA, South Australia, Victoria. They're not going to ever host a game through. So it's always going to be Brisbane or Sydney. So this is every second year. Sydney could be faced with a dead rubber and the prospect of a call being two-thirds full. So here's what you do. A-League, for their grand final, had three venues booked. This was the New South Wales government initiative, remember. They had ANZ. I'm sorry I keep calling it that. I can't call it a pool yet. <laughs> Football stadium and Combank. So they had their pick of the three, and obviously they picked Combank because it was Melbourne City, Central Coast. They, they knew they weren't going to get that many going. I'm saying the NRL should book a core stadium, got the name right, and Allianz. And when people buy tickets in the early stages, they get two seats, i.e. an allocation for the core stadium uh, seating and the Allianz stadium seating. So the first 40,000 tickets, you're getting tickets to both. Then the NRL makes an announcement the day the, the, the moment game two is, is, is played and won. It's a live rubber. We're going to Homebush. Because that way, you're not going to get an empty stadium. You're going to get either 48,000 and Allianz, even for a dead rubber, that'd be quite extraordinary. And if you're going to have a, a live rubber, it'll be full at Homebush. So you're getting the best of both worlds. That now, that is a feasible idea. You'll buy points, not buy points. <laughs> you know, you know. My, my things affect real people. And I'm saying that would be a way to at least guarantee a full house in Sydney for Game 3. And, and I'll tell you what, Joel, under those circumstances, the first 40,000 tickets would go so quickly because people would – the idea of an Allianz origin, even if it's dead, dead rubber, would excite them. Fear of missing out too. They're going to dive in to not miss out on that 40,000. Dan, as much as I'd love to go against you here, I'm with you. There's your ideas committee for this week. Call me the people's champion. Okay, feel free to keep it. Uh, Cowboys take on the Panthers. Now, this is such a tricky one. In the case of the Panthers, you've got the Penny Panthers at $1.55. This is a team who's got to jump on a plane. It's a massive trip taking on the Cowboys. Now, Panthers will jump on this plane with about half their cap out. Admittedly, the Cowboys have got the same scenario here. $1.55, the start is four and a half. I'm excited for Thomas Jenkins coming in. Next man up. I feel like that's me today, Dan. You can't host being in Las Vegas. I'm next man up. I've got to come and stand up here. But there's a stack of changes. The halves for Penrith, most notably, Jamin Salmon and Jack Cogger. Their pack is largely intact. Uh, their pack's largely intact, the Cowboys as well, when you think about it. I know there's no Cotter. Uh, he won't be there. But Helam Lukey's still there. You've got Tao Malolo, McLean. Uh, Robson, of course, playing for New South Wales. He's away as well. But it's a pretty handy pack for both sides. I find this very, very difficult uh, to see how this plays out. How you, and by the way, Dan, just on this defence for the Penrith Panthers, we're at the halfway point of the year. And if you look at the defensive column, they are a clear 100 points better than the next best defence in the comp. They are absolutely flying. This is a tricky one. Queensland Country Bank Stadium, four and a half start goes the way of the home side. Oh, I don't get why they're not favourites, um, or at least $1.90 each of two, because I, I get what you're saying about Penrith's pack. The game is in Townsville, and if I got it right, Drinkwater's playing, Townsville's yep. playing, Dearden's yes. playing. 
their, their structure's much better. Uh, Tamalola returns. So I, I don't know. Again, stay away. Don't bet this game. But if you must, I think that is tremendous value in Queensland. Yeah, totally agree. I, I, I have it exactly the same way for you, Dan. I've got uh, flip of the coin stuff here. So just siding with – I'll actually be tipping the Panthers to win the match, but I'll be tipping the Cowboys with the start. That's how tight I think this particular match is. Uh, well, we lost our man temporarily, and we gave him a chance to fire up the phone again. And I'll tell you what, it's a gift for us because the backdrop, Dan, where you are now in Vegas, it is just prime time good times. You know what? I take back what I said about the NRL needing to get on TV in America to justify the, that view. There you go. They, they, I'm happy to come back. I don't care if no one watches it here. We need to all get back here to the Cosmo Hotel, level 52. Doesn't get any better than this. By the way, I'm, I'm 52 floors up. I can still smell marijuana. That's how pervasive it is here in Las Vegas. <laughs> and, you and, and sadly, the phone dropped out. You missed two things. Another Bellagio show, but that happens every 15 minutes. But... They've just come out of the stadium, uh, oh, the Vegas yeah. Knights, so they're tooting the horns. It's amazing. You would think a Vegas team wouldn't get that much support, but it's a big city. A lot, a lot, half a million people, I think, live here, maybe more now. So it was like any grand final you've ever seen where the fans are just beeping their horns. So it's a it's good, good vibe here. Well, you can go rub shoulders and maybe even do a promo video for us, Dan, in front of the Golden Knights supporters. Okay, here's my flair for the night. Woo! Here we go. Now, this is a young cherry picker, and he's a young kid who I think can do good things at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. I'm using a young product as well at Sportsbet, which is the new markets. Tommy Jenkins, 38 tries, Dan, in 44 games in the New South Wales Cup, and he is my flair to score either the first, second, or third try. $4 is the price. And by the way, with these new markets, you can do the same game multis as well. Tigers take on the Melbourne Storm. They have not won at Campbelltown Stadium, the Tigers, for three years. It's been three years. Well, by the end of the week, it'll be three years. Seven games in a row they have lost. Typically, they have been low-scoring affairs because uh, the last five games, all under 40 points. Gritty affairs there. Uh, obviously Munster's out, Harry Grant's out. Young Pezzett comes in, gets his chance. Uh, the Tigers are pretty much intact. Stefano Utokamano clearly is out of the match. Olam's been named as 18th man. Does he play or doesn't he? We don't quite know. But the start is the West Tigers getting six and a half. Dan, how do you see this? I, I just don't know how they get points. I, I just don't know how they get points. Um, I had a couple of woos. I was contemplating both sides under 20 and alternate under 32 and a half, but I'm a bit worried. I like Pezzett a lot, and he and Hughes, they're going to be quite dynamite, I think. Um, okay, no Harry Grant either, as well as Munster and Coates and Welsh, but I'm with you. Six and a half doesn't look enough to me. I just can see Melbourne. Obviously, they're in a good place at the moment after what they did to Cronulla last week. Um, Tigers will try. Uh, but I just, how are they going to score, Joel? How are they yeah. going to score? Did I see Stafford is the 5'8"? Yeah, no Appy, no Brooks. Simpkins, who's been told to, uh, he can look around. But but in saying that, Dan, the fact they're telling Simpkins he can look around, there's a young kid debuting called Talon De Silva. Now, the rap must be big on him because they've brought him into the extended squad. Um, 
if he gets big time and lights the place up, maybe that's where they get points. But we don't know. So your flair bet aligns with no points or very few. Where have you landed here? Whoa! Uh, I go to first half alternate points for the Tigers under 0.5. <laughs> under 0.5. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised it's five bucks. Five bucks. To go, they only have to go scoreless first half. So I think that's where I would look. But again, don't bet on this game. Um, uh, that's uh, is that it? Have, did we think that the worst game of the weekend? That's where Gibbo's got it. He's got Paramanly number one. But you've been saying the whole show, Dan. You've been saying the whole show. Don't bet. Don't, don't bet. Don't, don't bet. I know. Well, I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you uh, it, I, I got, we got to be honest. We got yes. to be honest. I'm with that. Insane. I, I will be betting. And uh, I'll be having all those players. So, okay. you know, I'm a, hypocr- I'm a hypocrite. So, sue me. Okay. Well, now the listener, the viewer, they are going to get a bet that you like. Because you know why, Dan? I think it's time to get a little bit exotic. Dan, you're there. You're there. You chanced it. It's happened. You're going to be there on course. The US Open. You have been kissed on the tush by a rainbow. So, surely... You can't go all the way there with this luck and not find us a winner. Well, I, I, I honestly think, geez, I'm crossing my arms. There's a, there's a tell. <laughs> Kepka and Scheffler are miles ahead of the field on this course. Uh, it's a long iron course. I, I, look, I saw a bit of it on TV last night. This has Brooks Kepka written all over it, and he's back in major winning form. Scheffler can't putt, but he might be that dominant with his long game he could get away with it. I would have a Quinella with those two, but I'm sick of... I've done that a couple of times with the Quinellas as for exotic. So my exotic is this. Hovland, long iron specialist and in major form, and Patrick Cantlay, almost the most boring human on earth. <laughs> hard, to, hard to cheer for because he just take, he's the slowest player you know, God ever put breath into. But both of them top 10, and you can multi them up, uh... I think it gets about $8.10. I think it's some very nice value. There will be no flukes at this tournament. This course will weed them out. Cameron Smith's going to have a good week. Don't know if he'll win, but I think he might be there and thereabouts. Just I love it. Imagine if Cam Smith's in the mix and yours truly gets to be there. But anyway, enough about me. That's my exotic. But honestly, Kepka and Scheffler, just vanilla it up. You get about 34 to 1 or something. Absolutely love it. Is there any... Uh expats, so to speak, over there uh, at the US Open, you'll be catching up with Dan? Not that I know of, but I'll tell you what, I'll be having a good look around. I'll be having yeah. a good look around. I'll go straight to the media centre on Saturday Arvo and, um, and and seeing it. I went to the Masters a few years ago and bumped into so many people um, that you just don't think would be there. So there'll, there'll be people there, especially in uh, LA. But uh, anyway, that's, you know, sorry, I'm rubbing in a bit here, but no, half your luck. Half your luck, Dan. Can't leave. I'll be backing them too. I think you're very sharp when it comes to the golf. $6.91, both to make the top 10. There was something a little exotic. You know what? I've got a bit of a theory, Dan, and, and I'm not giving up on you at the poker tables just yet. You seem to win. I'm not just saying you, everyone. You seem to survive. It's something about it. I know when I'm on holidays, I tend to win. I jag a trifecta or whatever the case may be. So I think it could be our week. Last week with the best bets, we missed out on the unders with the Raiders and the Warriors. I couldn't believe that happened. And, of course, the Dolphins got lapped. But 
Dan, you're going to make us earn this. You're going to make us wait and be patient as far as your best bet is concerned. Ah. I can't have a best bet on any of this week's games. So I looked at the draw, right? I, I am a Warriors believer, all right? I am now officially a Warriors believer. I love the style of football they play. I thought what they did to Canberra was not a fluke. And their draw, have you seen their draw for the rest of the season? It is beautiful. They have, I think, six games in New Zealand out of 10. There's a few toughies in there, but because they're at home and it's going to be a full house, you're going to give them a red-hot chance. And um, there are away games. So George at Wollongong, I reckon they'll win that. Parramatta pre-origin, so every chance there's no Moses and no certainly no Brown, but no Moses. Gold Coast away. Gold Coast are their bunnies. Uh, and then the Dolphins in round 27. I think the Dolphins will be cooked by then. Warriors top four, Ooh. $5.50. $5.50. I could not believe the odds for that. I think they're $1.50 to make the eight, but $5.50 to make the top four. I think we can – Penrith and Brisbane have got top four. Just a Penrith, certainly. Brisbane, I think, will finish top four. That leaves two spots. South are starting to leave themselves a bit of work to do. So um, I just think the Warriors, it's in their hands. Buy 50, get a hold of it. Okay, two things have to happen for the get them on side multi to get up. First thing's got to happen, I need to get us over the line with Manly. Manly's my bet. I'm so convinced, Jacob Arthur. They've got no halves, Parramatta. They've got no kicking game. Where's the field position going to come from? I'm keen on Manly with Jacob Arthur being man of the match. $2.45. So that's the gate opener to allow for your ticket and the get them on side multi to be open, Dan. But the other thing that I think needs to happen for the top four, and I think it will happen, I think Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, the cutoff date is 7th of August. I've inquired with the National Rugby League. It is the 7th of August, and I'm very, very confident that he will be there by the end of the year. He signed for next year. Yep. Yep, I think that'll happen, Dan. And I think uh, if I can get Manly over the line for the team and you, uh, then your bet might be just the play. You'll have a juicy little ticket as well, well in the double figures. Rightio, Dan, you're over there in Las Vegas. I'm tipping you've never, ever done this in Las Vegas, and that is get out the gun and shoot a Bambi. Okay, Dan, what have you got? Well... I'm reticent to talk about this, but I saw the John Farnham doco um, a couple of weeks ago, and it's very good. All right, it's very good. I would say if if you're a Farnham person, go and watch it in the cinema. I, I reckon it still might be there. Actually, I went there a couple of weeks ago, and it was half full. And this was three, four weeks in, and it was an yeah. afternoon session. So that's the full power of this bloke. But here's what happened in the doco. Right, not much Farnham. In fact, Farnham's not on camera. And I don't know what happened in terms of when they shot this and pre or post his um, uh, cancer, so so fine. Um, but there's a lot of Glenn Wheatley to the point where about two-thirds of the way in, Glenn Wheatley, his manager, champion bloke, oh, well, <laughs> apart from going to jail, but a champion bloke. <laughs> but his wife is a major part of this documentary. And I think she has Trojan horse the Farnham special, <laughs> into a a, a a way to re-establish Glenn Wheatley's 
reputation <laughs> because about two thirds of the way in, it becomes the Glenn Wheatley documentary. Yes. Now, I, I would watch the Glenn Wheatley documentary, right? He did something very nice for me many, many years ago. So I'm a big fan of Glenn Wheatley, right? And it's a fascinating story. He's a guy, he was a guitarist at Masters Apprentices. He then became the manager of Little River Band. He sacked Glenn Shire, sacked him, right? <laughs> are big here in the States. Put Farnham in, and then the story of You're the Voice, a song I hate, the one Farnham song I don't <laughs> like, but how it was put together in a garage and the equipment that was used, it's phenomenal. But they Trojan horse. Farnham yes. to get a, the Glenn Wheatley story. So that's my Bambi. I just think they're both great stories. But if I want to see the Farnham story, don't blow it on me two-thirds of the way in. Anyway, that is my Bambi. Uh, shooting Australian icons from afar. There's Bambi. Okay, Dan, uh, you've made it. Thank you very much. You can go and join the Golden Knights party now who have taken out the Stanley Cup. Go and celebrate. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, mate, while you're away on holidays. We appreciate it. You've been on fire. Do you want a shot? Here we go. I mean, let's let. Here we go. Oh, we lost him. We've lost you, Dan. <laughs> Daniel's iPhone. There you go. Uh, that's it, folks. We're done for another week. Uh, we will be on Sunday. Oh, here he is. He's back. Hello. See you, Dan. See you, Dan. Goodbye. We'll see you Sunday. The audio version of the podcast for State of Origin is then. In the meantime, though, no matter who you bet with, take a sec before you bet. And the absolute best tip is if you're Dan, go and enjoy the party with Golden Knights. For all of us, set up a deposit limit. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.